What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Well, good morning. We made it to Friday. Oh, thank God. I don't know about you. I have like this this big, huge, just sigh of relief that Friday is finally here. Mostly because of the fact for the first time in God, I don't know how long, I have a weekend off where I've got nothing to do. Sounds like a weekend to go play some golf, if you ask me. Of course, tomorrow is the big uh, September 11th uh, memorial, the anniversary, the 20th anniversary going on. There's lots of stuff happening. Of course, tomorrow morning, uh, Don and Veronica with uh, Don and Veronica Live right here at News Talk at 101. Starting at 8 a.m., they have a, a special uh, 9-11 show that is going on. So you'll want to tune in for that tomorrow. I've got like the worst heartburn all of a sudden. and I don't know what the heck happened. I felt great this morning when I woke up. I actually woke up before my alarm clock, which for me lately uh, has been an unheard of task. It just doesn't happen. I just don't. Lately, have not been doing this. As a matter of fact, I've been struggling after my alarm clock goes off lately uh, just to get my butt up. But today, and I, and I blame it on um, last night I had, uh, I got some amazing sleep last night. And, and this is my secret to it. I have, I, I got to get comfortable here. Okay. I, uh, I, I have this tendency... I will like uh, at night, I'll listen to uh, some of those like white noise kind of things like the rain or the snowstorms or like the, the rainforest or whatever. And, uh, you know, it kind of puts me to sleep. And I, and I usually like that. It's kind of relaxing and everything. Well, last night I picked like kind of one of those, uh, if you've ever been to a, a massage place and I'm not talking about one of those, oh, $5. No, I'm talking about like a real one, like a legit one where they'll play that very, uh, nice soothing meditating kind of music well i did that last night and it, it it was one of those videos or the audios it said uh guaranteed to put you to sleep in five minutes wasn't kidding i mean it knocked me out and i slept so good last night i woke up this morning and i felt great uh up before the alarm clock uh got some breakfast got the little furry guys uh breakfast Got my way out the door, got here, started working on things. And about 10 minutes ago, heartburn hit, and I don't know what the heck happened. It's not like I had anything bad for breakfast either. So we'll see if we can make it through the show. Because like all of a sudden, I just felt like, Bleh. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's because of the fact that I started reading today's show prep. And seeing all the stuff that's going on uh, with the Biden administration and with the world, I just, it, it's all of a sudden, I just went, God, I think that might be what it is. I don't think I even have any Tums with me or anything. So we're going to see if we can get through the show today. Uh, coming up later on on the show today, General Mark McQueen, the uh, Panama City City Manager. He's going to be joining us at 7 o'clock. Got a lot to talk with him about uh, 
what's going on with Panama City. We haven't had an update from him in a while. Uh, we want to talk about the latest things with uh, with some of the infrastructure, some of the programs going on, some of the construction, uh, and so much more. Plus, uh, they also have the big 9-11 memorial that is happening tomorrow morning in downtown. So we're going to talk with him about that. And this is something, this story here, when I saw it, I, I kind of laughed a little bit. And then at the same time, I was like, oh, dear. Uh, Australia, which we know Australia throughout COVID, especially lately, has been one of the the toughest when it comes to lockdowns and, and, and everything else. I mean, they're the worst. I mean, you think we have it bad here or anywhere else? Nuh-uh. Maybe some liberal tears will help this morning. But Australia, they have had um, they've had some battles, and the people have been getting upset. There have been uh, there have been some significant protests, uh, but the the government has really kind of locked them down. Uh, Australia, probably a place you don't want to be uh, during COVID. But now uh, there is a state in Australia, in New South Wales, where they're taking things I think way too far. And it's going to be interesting to see the reaction to this because if it happened here in the U.S., uh, it would it would probably just about set off a civil war of some sort, some sort of a big civil unrest if something like this was to actually happen. But in Australia, the government is now confiscating alcohol delivered to lock down Australian apartments if the booze volume exceeds the state-sanctioned limits. First off... <laughs> I didn't realize uh, that there was a sanction limit. I mean, the fact that government can say, hey, you can only have so much alcohol. That's almost reason right there for a civil war. I mean, seriously, you can tell me that I can only have so much alcohol in my. No, no. But now in New South Wales, which is a uh, southeastern state, uh, which is where Sydney happens to be. Alcohol deliveries to apartments under COVID-19 lockdown are being confiscated if that booze level does exceed the limits mandated by the Ministry of Health. Because there's nothing better than government saying, hey, we know what's best for you. Just listen to us because it works out every time. But according to uh, the news.com.au, uh, the, uh, it said that the Mission uh, Australians Common Ground Building uh, in Camperdown is the latest building where occupants are subject to such rules. It, uh, it should come to no surprise that they didn't like it. Fosters, Australian for beer. Now you can't have a lot of that. With the powers that be are now enacting daily alcohol limits to ensure the safety of health, staff, and residents. I don't know. You may have actually put some of the, self, uh, the, st- the staff in danger now. You start saying, no, you can't drink any more alcohol. I, I mean, granted. I, I get it. There's some points where you're like, okay, buddy, I think that's enough. But for a state mandate to tell you what you can and cannot have and not enough. Mm. Residents of the uh, social housing development complain that care packages sent to them by friends and relatives are being searched prior to delivery. What are you in jail? What is this? A prison? You get a, an aid package from your, uh, from your friends or your family or your mom or whatever. And they're going to go through it right there. That deserves an ass whooping. It really does. If I was in that apartment complex and the government started telling me that they're going to go through my boxes uh, before I can get them just to make sure. No, 
There, there would be some Australian uh, officials that would be, uh, they would be picking their face up off the floor. And I'm surprised it hasn't happened, actually. Australians, they like to fight. But they said that uh, they're searching all the bags and all things coming into the building. Uh, this according to uh, one of the residents there. Uh, they confiscated a series of gifts, so like uh, bottles of spirits. Uh, we, uh, we're not allowed to have those, and we still aren't. So, my God, can you, can you imagine that if, uh, if the government around here uh, started saying, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to go through all your packages before you get them while you're in lockdown. Lockdown, they're pretty strict about this lockdown, too. It's not like here uh, where it's one of those, okay, well, we're doing a lockdown, but, you know, if you got to go to Winn-Dixie to get some groceries uh, for the family, okay, no, this is one of those, you're not leaving the building. Sit still, you're not going anywhere. But residents are now allowed to, uh, uh, they're allowed to receive a ration of one of the following six beers or pre-mixed drinks. One bottle of wine. One bottle of wine? Seriously? Like, is that a day or what? what is that? Uh, or a uh, 375 milliliter bottle of spirits. Uh, excess alcohol is being confiscated until the lockdown rules are lifted. Man, there might be one hell of a party later on. <laughs> That's all I got to say to that. But residents can uh, consult with a, uh, a, uh, a doctor if they need more <laughs> than the allowed limit. Doc, I need more alcohol. All right, hang on. Let me get this prescription written for you. Okay, more alcohol. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's just too funny. I mean, seriously. Uh, but a Sydney local health district spokeswoman confirmed that the limits are in place uh, in the uh, the North South Wales uh, health special uh, health uh, accommodation where COVID positive patients and close contacts are are sent for isolation. So it's bad enough that these people are being isolated because they got COVID, and, and now they can't have alcohol. What? That that could be some dangerous stuff. I, I would not want to think about something like that uh, going down here in the U.S. Probably would not go over well. It'd almost kind of go over like a fart in church, which is not a good thing. Especially, never mind, it's too early in the morning for that. So Fox News is Chris Wallace. He has, without a doubt, since, uh, since Trump took office, has definitely shown his true colors of who he really is. And it's sad, and we talked about this yesterday about how uh, you know, media people are just not what they used to be. It used to be a time where uh, it, it didn't matter uh, what uh, the politics were of, of a newscaster. They just got up there and they read, here's what's the news. Let you decide. But Chris Wallace uh, definitely came out uh, as a, a major uh, anti-Trumper, uh, without a doubt. But now he said that he has refused to have some Republicans on his show who questioned election legitimacy. He says, I don't want to hear their crap. Chris Wallace uh, said that he, he's refusing to bring those Republicans on anymore. Uh, and he made the comments when appearing in the late show with Stephen Colbert to promote, yes, his new book. Mm. But I don't know if that's a smart idea. I mean, you're on a network that is clearly right-leaning, conservative-leaning. And for you to say, I don't even want you on my show uh, because of that. You know, to have him on the show. Get the differences of opinion, Chris Wallace. I've lost so much respect for Chris Wallace 
uh, over the years. And it seems like every time I turn around, I'm losing more and more from him. Uh, but Colbert asked him, uh, does it worry you that you're giving legitimacy to people who have abdicated all public responsibility? And he said, well, there are plenty of people, you know, who were the leaders of, of and in Congress of challenging it. He continued. Uh, it's that is that I just have no, uh, I have no on the show ever. What? What is that even English? I can't even read today or it's bad English that I just have not have had on the show since then and uh, have purposely not had them on the show because frankly, I don't want to hear their crap. He said, otherwise put as Chris Wallace uh, would prefer to censor what it is that you hear on his show on Sunday mornings. And of course, I would love to know what Chris Wallace's stance on the fact that, you know, there's been all kinds of evidence uh, that has come out to show that, yes, there was some problems with the election. Lots of problems with the election. What do you got to say about that, Chris Wallace? Or, or do you not want to hear that kind of crap? Be nice to see Chris Wallace kind of uh, exit and say thank you for playing. He's just not part of the gang anymore. I'm just saying. Um, did you catch the Biden speech last night? When he gave us his six-point plan. Oh, dear God. This is going to be interesting. If you haven't heard it, we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Uh, also, don't forget General Mark McQueen going to be joining us at 7 o'clock. And, of course, your calls as well, 233-9988. Happy Friday. Hang on. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show. A news talk at 101 is back. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening and good morning. Happy Friday. Kind of glad the weekend is here. I think this weekend might be a weekend to go off and, and actually do something. Something I haven't been able to do in a very long time. I actually haven't had a, a weekend off. Uh, where something wasn't already planned or an event or had to do something. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I've been kind of lost about this. All morning long, I've been thinking about it going, God, I got the weekend off. W what do normal people do on a weekend when they get the weekend off? It's one of those things sometimes that, that just throws me off. Did you see Biden's plan last night? The uh, or, or yesterday afternoon, I guess, is when he did it. Wow. It's already sparking a lot of controversy over this. Uh, and it's also sparking a lot of threats of a lot of lawsuits. And uh, I don't have time to talk about that between now and the news. But after the news, we're going to cover that and we're going to dive into it. Uh, it's not good. I understand the whole idea. And, and you know, the, the pro-vaxxers, the uh, pro-maxxers, the, the, I mean, all of these people. I, I get it, you know, in the importance of it. But. What Joe Biden has proposed, if you haven't heard it all, we'll talk about that coming up in a couple of minutes. It's dangerous. Again, dangerous precedents, uh, not to mention severely overstepping his bounds as president. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. I'll call 233-9988. That is the phone number that you can get onto the show uh, with your thoughts and opinions. I want to hear what you have to think about uh, Joe Biden's latest uh, fiasco that he's got going on. So there's some pictures now roaming around uh, with Nancy Pelosi. 
being pictured with uh, the liberal mega donor George Soros and his son, Alexander Soros, who's the, uh, the son of uh, George Soros, posted a picture on Thursday of himself alongside with his father and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, the picture was posted to Twitter with the caption, In Pelosi We Trust, was good seeing at Speaker Pelosi this weekend. So if you want to know who's really, truly calling the shots, it's pretty easy to tell. It's the George Soros gang going through Nancy Pelosi. I mean, you remember the uh, the big press conference or big whatever the heck it was that uh, that that Joe Biden did a couple of months ago where... He had stopped and he said, uh, so is there, um, is there, is there any, do, what, what, what do we do next? Do we, uh, uh, do Nancy, do we, uh, do we, do we take questions here? I mean, what do we do? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, the technical people not being on top of it still had Nancy Pelosi up on the screen and ended up being one of those situations where Nancy was like, um, am I Am I still on? Am I still on? Uh, no, no, we, we, we don't want him to talk anymore. First off, who the heck is we? Second, who's Nancy Pelosi to say, no, we do and do not want the president of the United States to talk anymore? I mean, it is, it's so sad. I mean, seriously, on, on a human level, and, and I've talked about this before, Joe Biden's ideology has always been bad. He has been uh, a, a bad political person for a long time. He's very corrupt. I think that is very obvious. We all know that. Uh, and, and quite honestly, we can spend the next uh, two and a half hours just ripping into Joe Biden and how horrible of a leader he is. But again, on this human level, this is one of these things where I keep looking at Joe Biden and, and I, I genuinely feel bad for him as a human. Uh, hate the guy as a politician. I, I don't think he's right about anything. Uh, and he's definitely somebody who should not be the president. I know that we all have our ambitions and, you know, some people who have those political ambitions, you know, are not going to be like, oh, you know, my political ambition is I just want to be a city council person for the rest of my life. And that's it. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people think, you know, hey, I want to be in public service. You know, hey, that would be great to be the president and have that goal. I want to be president one day. And Joe Biden, he had that. He, he always, he's wanted to be president for decades. But the bottom line is he's never been qualified for it. And I just feel bad for the fact that the man is in the state that he is in. 
and he's being used. He's being used by these people, these puppet masters, the George Soros, the Nancy Pelosi's, the people that have all these agendas. And quite honestly, uh, I think that they could have probably found somebody better to to be able to do that, who might be able to, to pull off the mission. But Joe Biden, I mean, you think about this. The guy didn't have the greatest legacy to begin with. And even as his sent, uh, stint as vice president, there's a lot of controversial things that go down. But this man is going to go down in history as the worst president ever. The president who went into it with dementia, let alone develop it later on like uh, like Ronald Reagan did. But you just got to feel bad for the guy on the human level where you just got to look and go, God, the things that they're forcing this guy to do, it's really sad. I mean, sometimes you just got to say, look, Joe, it was a good run. Let's just go retire with the dogs over in Delaware and call it a life. Hang on. We got to take a break for Fox News. We will be right back. Good morning, America. Let's see if we can offend some liberals. The Brian Ross Morning Show is on News Talk at 101. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I don't know. I, all of a sudden, I just kind of like feel like I'm Biden. I just like, seriously, like before the show started, I was feeling fine. About five minutes before the show started, all of a sudden, I just felt a little like, Neh. so we're going to see if we can make it through the show and, and kind of sort of make any sense. If not... It's okay because we're talking. What the hell happened to this chair? Forget it. I'm going to stand up. Maybe that'll help a little bit. <laughs> it's You think it was Monday. Nothing's going right. Uh, so the show, thank God we're talking a lot about Biden. Because this way I can I can almost be doing a Biden impersonation. Uh, just because that's kind of how I'm feeling right now all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. Anyhow, uh, you know what it was? I didn't have my lucky charms this morning. I think that's what it is. It could be that. Anyhow, if you didn't miss, uh, if you missed out on uh, Biden's uh, big announcement yesterday with his big uh, six-point plan on COVID, oh boy, it is. It's got some people a little on the worked-up side. And according to what he said, point blank, this is going to affect tens of millions of people working in the private sector. And I'm a little concerned too because. It looks like this is going to be something that may affect uh, the company that even I work for. Um, and I have my stance on it, and it, it's going to be what it's going to be. But Joe Biden said that he will direct the Department of Labor to develop a rule that companies with more than 100 employees will require vaccinations or once-per-week testing for their workers, which now, the, I guess, again, could potentially affect tens of millions of U.S. Let me say this. Very clear, private sector employees. Now, he's also gone off and said that anybody that works in the executive uh, branch of the government is also going to be mandated uh, with no exceptions to be vaccinated. He's claiming that there's about 80 million Americans right now uh, that have not uh, gotten vaccinated. 
And of course, uh, anybody who's been not vaccinated seems to be the ones that are, are the ones getting blamed uh, for any of the spread. But the administration's rule will require that all employers with 100 or more employees to ensure their workforce is fully vaccinated or require any worker who remain unvaccinated to produce a negative test result at least on a weekly basis before coming to work, which will affect more than 80 million workers in the private sector. And of course, the question is, who's going to conduct that test and how fast are you going to get those results back? I mean, that's one of many questions to ask on that. But seriously, if you were to be somebody that has got to have a, a test done and you have uh, more than 100 employees in your business, you know, whether uh, I'll, I'll, my business that I work for, it's got 500 plus, but it's scattered throughout the country. So not that big of a deal. But say your business had 100 people working within the same building. And they've got a test once a week. How long is that going to take to get all the tests, all the results, and then get back to work? What is that going to do to productivity for companies? I mean, even if you do the rapid test, the rapid test still takes like 20 minutes. Think about how long that will take to test 100 people. If 100, oh, it, it, let's, let's just go down to 25 people. 25 people in your company is going to need to be tested or even 50, whatever it might be. So they got to come into work, uh, be tested, or they've got to go someplace to be tested. So there's a drive to the place, be tested. You're probably going to have to stand in line with a lot of other people because in some areas, there's a lot of places that have big businesses with more than 100 people. So how is this plan going to work? Another thing that's just completely not thought out. I mean, you may spend your entire Monday standing in line waiting to be able to be tested so that you have a, uh, a negative test result. And then by the time it's done, you know, Monday's halfway done. So no sense going to work today. So that's an entire days of productivity that is lost for how many people? I mean, will we end up getting to a point where it's going to just be a four day work week because one day a week is going to have to be devoted to going to get your COVID test? I mean, let alone, you know, the, the freedoms. Yeah, it's not about your freedoms. Put on the freaking mask. Do it now. Put on the mask. I can't believe that the president said that too. This is not about your freedoms or personal choice. The hell it isn't. The government is not there to dictate to us what we have to do when it comes to that. This is going to be fought in court. Uh, like crazy. I mean, Christy Nome already threatening to uh, to take legal action against it. There's uh, some business groups already threatening to take legal action against it. The RNC is already filing a lawsuit uh, against Biden for this. And that's just the beginning. If something like this actually really truly gets instituted, and, and we're not even talking about the rest of his plan, we're just talking about this one here. Six points. And this one point here is going to cause so many problems. And of course, he's also part of the plan is to protect the economy. Well, Joey, how are you going to protect the economy when you have businesses that are going to have to spend all this time and effort and probably money as well to test the employee? 
What's that going to do to productivity? And who's going to pay them? So do the businesses that are now going to lose productivity still have to pay the employees to go off and stand in a line or whatever it might be and hang around and wait for those results? I mean, granted, with that fast one, you know, it, like I said, it takes maybe 20 minutes for you to get that result. So I don't know about you, but I went into the doctors one time um, because I wasn't feeling well, uh, wanted to get checked. I was in the waiting room for 20, 30 minutes. And by the time I got in there, they do all the stuff where you got to blah, 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 blah. And then they went in through and they're like, hey, you ought to do a COVID test. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. We'll do the rapid COVID test. And they did the test. It took 20 minutes. And that's just me. So in an hour and a half, it took me that about that much time to literally get into the doctor's office, uh, do my thing, wait around, go back, wait around, get the test, wait around, get the results. Think of all the productivity time that'll be wasted based on this. And it's all because Joe Biden claiming that the 80 million people who have not taken the shot, and I'm honestly surprised that he didn't go down the road of, uh, you 80 million Trump supporters. Because it's not just Republicans that are not getting uh, the vaccine. And of course, one thing else about this that I love is he went on to say about how, well, people, uh, they, uh, they, they didn't want to. They didn't want to get the vaccine because they were concerned uh, because it didn't have the FDA approval. Well, you know what? Uh, this is what I did. I called the FDA and I said, uh, okay, well, um, let's make it approved. Just approve it. You know, that's what happened. They rushed the approval process through uh, just to get that done. And he said that we can turn, can and will turn the tide against COVID-19 by mass vaccinations. And here's something else too. Words. There's always words and you've got to listen to the words. Okay? The Delta variant is more contagious than the other variant. Now, you heard what I said, right? This is one of the big talking points. I mean, they slip in other words every now and then, but the most contagious they didn't say it's the most deadly. They said it's the most contagious. And of course, we all know uh, just from basic common sense and, and things that we've known for decades when it comes to things like the flu, which really, for a lot of most, for a lot of the uh, of the the equation of, of COVID, COVID is just a worse version of the flu. Uh, and when you start talking about this, where just like with the flu. The more people that get it, uh, it becomes that little thing called herd immunity. It gets weaker. Uh, you know, yes, it may spread. Yes, you're going to get some uh, some flu effects, uh, but it's not going to be as atrocious as what it was when it first started off because it's the herd immunity. It's spreading out. It alters from person to person to person to person. And then it ends up being one of those things that spreads fast. We've heard that for I don't know how long. I can't forever. Ever since they figured out the flu and how to do anything with it. And now we have the COVID or the Delta variant of COVID, and it's the most contagious. Once in a great while, you hear deadly, but it's the most contagious. And then they complain that, oh, right now it's uh, you know because of this, it's 
it's flooding emergency rooms and it's flooding hospitals and flooding doctor's offices. We'll figure out how we can handle that. You know, now all of a sudden, now we are worried about, oh, well, we're flooding the hospitals and all these other things uh, with COVID patients and uh, there's no room for cancer patients or those who had a heart attack or anything else. Well, they didn't seem to be all that concerned about that last year, but now they are. And again, the words matter. And the CDC now is changing the definition of vaccine. So it can be interpreted to mean that vaccines are 100% effective. Another door you don't want to open up. Because now, if I go off and I get this vaccine and I still get COVID, does that mean that I can start to sue? Can I sue the CDC? Can I sue the FDA? Can I sue whoever the maker was? Because the definition of vaccine, according to the CDC, would mean that it's 100% effective. And it's not. And, and everybody knows that it's not. I mean, granted, the vaccine, uh, while it does have some side effects and there's concerns about side effects, my doctors even told me, and eh, really don't kind of want to not get, you know, because of all the side effects, we don't really want you to get it. That doesn't mean that you can't get it or you shouldn't get it. But there are some people that some of the doctors are going to say, eh, let's hold off on it. You don't, uh, if we can avoid it, let's avoid it. But the CDC, uh, they recently revised that definition for vaccine and vaccination uh, on one of its web pages saying that the new definition is more transparent and can't be misinterpreted. I think it can be misinterpreted. Okay, so... I get the vaccine, the vaccine that is, what is it, up to three shots now, five shots, 10 shots? I don't know. There'll be probably a, a shot a week just to keep the vaccine going. I get all the vaccines. I am now under what is called 100% fully vaccinated. Then all of a sudden, I don't feel good. So I go in and next thing you know, I've got COVID. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I think it can be misinterpreted. Right? When the CDC says, oh, vaccine means it's 100% effective. And that takes some cojones to go off and say that. I mean, even Lysol says that, you know, hey, it's 99% effective. And really, that's what they should be saying about the vaccine. It is 99% effective. If you want to say that it's 100% effective, go with 99%. Because that way, when somebody who's fully vaccinated 
gets COVID, gets sick from it, and heaven forbid, uh, dies from it, they can at least say, well, that was one of the 1%. Don't lie to people. Be honest. COVID still, and granted, and, and I'm saying this even though I have had friends who have died from COVID. I know it is tragic. And I know people who've had friends and relatives that have died from COVID and every death is horrible. We don't want that to happen. But it is still something that is over 99% survivable. And the government continues to treat this and the mainstream media, which by the way is gawking like crazy over how incredible that six-point plan was that Joe Biden came up. He's going to save the world. He doesn't even know that the world exists, nor does he know he exists. But it's just, it's amazing how they can't be honest with us. And that's what we need. We need honesty. We don't need fear. And again, I say this all the time because it is true. Democrats run and rule by fear. They don't rule by anything other than that because for them, it doesn't work. If they can't convince you to do exactly what they want, then they lose. And the only way that they could do that, especially with their base, is to scare the hell out of them. And this time around, they're actually, somebody was smart when they said this. When they said how the, uh, the new Delta variant is more contagious. It's more contagious. Spreads faster. But is it deadlier? It's more contagious. So sometimes you really have to do pay attention to the words uh, that they say when it comes to all this stuff. And of course, the uh, the Biden uh, plan that continues on, um, it, it's got a lot of people upset. Uh, even the U.S. Post Office is now going to be forced into uh, having everybody vaccinated. But again, something else that I have brought up, I've asked this question many, many times, and I still don't hear health departments, even our local health department, right here in Bay County, I don't even hear them saying it. Where is the call? Where is the education to teach people how to become more healthy? And see, I have so many questions when it comes to COVID because of the fact that one, um, I do think that I had it last year uh, because I had the flu the end of February, was it, uh, January, February, somewhere in that area last year. And it was horrible. I mean, I felt like I was on my deathbed and I made it through it. It sucked. And then this year I get confirmed with a case of COVID and for all intents purposes, breezed right through it. Yes, I had a couple of days where I wasn't feeling good. Uh, I had uh, the exhaustion. I had a bit of a cough, had a bit of a headache. I had a lot of the symptoms for like two days out of the entire three weeks that I was in quarantine. And it really wasn't bad. That's not to say that it's not bad on other people because it is, obviously. But we need to be told the truth. And instead, it seems like and I had this conversation with the doctor when I was in the emergency room when they discovered that I, I was testing positive. And they started saying right away, oh, well, we're, we're trying to determine whether or not we should hospitalize you. 
And I'm like, dude, I came in here because I was exhausted. I had heat exhaustion and dehydrated. Pump me back up with some fluids. And no, I'm not staying here in the hospital. But I have heard of some cases where some people are told, you know, hey, you're, you're positive. We're going to put you in the hospital. And they go into the hospital and never come out. Or they get into the hospital and it's a huge struggle to get through it. And, and then they come out after that really bad struggle and, you know, it kind of messes them up. So there's so many questions that have to be asked, that have to be answered. We can't just take the, the one blanket uh, answer that's going out there because obviously COVID affects everybody differently. But what are we doing to those that it affects it negatively? What are we doing that affects it positively? I mean, where's the study? Where's the research? Even if it's just preliminary, where is all of that information? Because at the beginning of all of this, we were, we were giving out all kinds of preliminary information. Most of which science has proven to be wrong. But where is the preliminary where they, at this point, a year and a half into this, they should be saying to us, hey, look, uh, this is the type of person that seems to be more uh, subjected to the negative results of COVID versus this person. Where is that data? I mean, I can't imagine that we're not keeping that data, even though I know uh, there has been all the information where, you know, somebody, uh, somebody died of a massive heart attack and all of a sudden is blamed on COVID. Or somebody uh, came in with a gunshot wound and didn't survive it. It was blamed on COVID. I know that there's lots of cases that were like that. There's lots of lawsuits out there from families that are trying to get those, uh, those death certificates changed. But where's the research? Where, where is the... Because you can't tell me that the only thing that they're coming out with is you got to take the vaccine and you got to wear a mask. A mask or a face covering that already science has proven that the micron size of COVID virus goes right through every single type of mask that's out there, except for like the biohazards. So it really just, it makes you wonder, where are the answers to some of these questions that the government doesn't do? And why are they pushing so hard to just simply vaccinate? I mean, I'm not going to go down the conspiracy route on that, but the question remains and it should be answered hang on we got to take a break we'll be right back this is the brian rush show you're listening to news talk at 101 good morning this is the most talked about radio show in bay county the brian rush show is on news talk at 101 all right welcome back to the show getting up onto the top of the hour here don't forget coming up seven o'clock we're going to talk with panama city uh panama city's city manager that's such a hard thing to say uh, General Mark McQueen's going to be joining us. We got a lot to talk with him about. Uh, it's been a while since we talked, so we got some catching up to do. Uh, plus, we'll also be talking about um, the uh, the big celebration tomorrow for 9/11. Mark McQueen coming up after seven o'clock. Hang on, we got to take a break. We will be right back. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. 
KYOO Springfield. Serving Parker, Panama City Beach, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101, Panama City's information station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show, melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Hour number two. Thanks so much for waking up with us Friday morning. Uh, Shaping up to be a nice day. I think the whole weekend is going to be nice. I hope. Hang on. I got to double check the entire weekend. I, I Again, I got to pay attention during the um, during the news at the bottom of the hour when we play the weather because I just zoned right out. Mm. Oh, God. Today. Can, I, can we just talk about today? Starting off uh, this hour should be... Uh, Eh, a little bit of clouds, not much. 72 for a high this hour. 72 for the 7 o'clock hour. 73 during the 8 o'clock hour. It'll warm up a little bit throughout the day today, but it's not going to warm up all that much. Mid-80s before it starts going back down again. Saturday, no rain. High temperature about 82, and that'll be at like 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Sunday, another no rain day. Temperatures in the 70s. Oh, my God. What a good weekend I picked to have off. (laughs) That's all I can say to that. By the way, uh, for some of my golfing buddies, uh, get ready. The text message will be coming out a little while asking where we're playing golf. Just going to... Give you that heads up. We're going to go play some golf this weekend. So, coming up next hour, we are going to be talking with uh, General Mark McQueen, the uh, city manager for Panama City. A lot to talk about there. It's been a little while since we've gotten any good updates from Mark because uh, we just we haven't had him on in a while. Um, you know, he uh, he also had his COVID uh, illness and he was down for the count for a little while and. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to chatting with Mark. It's been a while. I, love long, I always love chatting with him because uh, he's so full of information uh, and plan and everything else. So it'll be a good conversation uh, coming up. Also, uh, 233-9988, that is the number that you can get onto the show. Uh, be part of the conversation today because it makes my life a little bit easier today. Because I don't know, I just, I'm feeling like blah all of a sudden. I'll probably get over it about uh, maybe 7.55 this morning. Be just in time to finish the show. But uh, Biden yesterday with his COVID-19 action plan, it has obviously got a lot of people up and going, uh, especially the the mandate for the public sector. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, that he's really hit on. And, and to me, I, I look at this as kind of being silly because one, uh, he's going to make this mandate for, for businesses with more than 100 employees. Well, the thing is, what about all the small businesses? And I'm I'm taking this as as the devil's advocate, by the way. I'm I'm not I'm not a supporter of this. But if we're going to make the the businesses with a hundred uh, employees or more, how about the uh, the five businesses that have twenty employees that are next door to that hundred employee building, or how about uh, you know the uh, the 50 or 60 employees out there are businesses out there with five or 10 people that work for them. You know, those do add up. 
Just saying. But some of the other things uh, that are in his plan, in addition to vaccinating the unvaccinated, uh, which already lawsuits are lining up for it. And, and he came out with this and he even said, he's like, well, you know, um, I'm going to instruct the, uh, the, the department of labor to, to come up with a plan. So he came out and made this announcement, but didn't have a plan. Didn't have an idea. It's just like one of those, Oh, let's do this. Can you do it? I don't know, but we're going to tell everybody we're going to do it. Maybe you should have thought about it a little bit before you actually just came right out with it. Uh, but in addition to that, um, it may be requiring all employees with 100 employees to ensure they're either vaccinated or tested weekly, which is just not a feasible thing to do. It really isn't. Also requiring vaccinations for all federal workers and the millions of contractors that do business with federal government. Also requiring COVID-19 vaccines for over 17 million healthcare workers at uh, medicine, Medicare and Medicaid participating hospitals and other healthcare settings. And I don't know if you paid attention to this. There's been a lot of medical people that have said, nope, not doing it and have walked out of the job. There are a lot of medical people that said, nope, not going to do it. And the hospitals have fired them. I don't think that's quite that great of an idea. 233-9988. That is the phone number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Brian, what's up? It's Chance. Hey, been a man. Long time. How are you, buddy? Right? Yeah, doing all right. How are you doing today? Uh, I don't think it's the absence of a lucky charm that's uh, making me feel that way. It's the subconscious feeling of everything that we've seen, witnessed, and everything that's happening right in front of our eyes and how just absolutely enraging it is because I felt the same way yesterday. Yeah. Before I was, that was before I even saw the uh, terrible press conference. Uh, for one thing, everybody needs to know this. Everyone has a medical or a religious exemption. That's yeah. fact. No one can deny you that. They can try. All they're trying to do right now, this is never hold up lawsuits. But they're just trying to get all the people to go ahead and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like Cornell University. Uh, 95% of vaccinated has five times as many COVID cases right now than they did last year. Huh. Ain't uh, that something? It is something. Uh, Israel, which has the highest uh, vaccination rate in the world, uh, you know, same thing. Highest deaths, all that stuff. Very, uh, one thing we do know about the uh, COVID quote unquote vaccine is um, they. They don't prevent, uh, you know, transmission or infection. But what they absolutely do do is reduce your uh, white blood killer T cells, your white blood cell count. Right, what you mean? To spend the minimum of them, uh, one third of them, and some studies have been up to. so I guess that would be they they take down the levels of a one sixth of what they were, and I can confirm this for this girl I've known for years and years. Very, very healthy. Always has been. Mostly, also. Well, um, after she got her second shot, I guess it was about a week or two ago, Pfizer thing, she went to the doctor and um, got normal blood work done or whatever. Someone's been donating plasma and stuff like that on and off for years. Too. And, uh, you know, uh, her, her white account is a percent of what it normally is. So you're going to take something that absolutely is going to hinder the, the best thing on the planet they have for drinking. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, what kind of sense does that make? It doesn't make uh, any sense at all. It doesn't make all sense. But, okay, look at everybody. Think about this. It's never in the end, but New Zealand. They should um case. For one thing, how did one get one case? And two, New Zealand, they have barrier islands. They could have just gave that guy an island. Like, why didn't they give that guy an island in the rest of the country? Look at Australia. They're promising one hour of, uh, outside, you know, I guess it would be like wreck yard time for the prison mates if they get the vaccine. We, if you really want to truly enjoy your weekend off, 9 11 and everything, we have got to be approached. Arrest Alchi. That's got to be the narrative. I mean, he committed perjury in front of all of us. It belongs the Democrats. Always, like, oh, we want to throw the book at everybody for walking by the sidewalk that was 100 yards from the White House on January 7th. You know what I mean? I mean, they yeah. violated one of the guys the other day that was one of the uh, protesters, you know, some of which are still being held uh, in solitary confinement eight months later for, you know, walking through a door that they were escorted in by police. Yeah. You know? Yeah. While, while simultaneously Antifa is breaking out. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I mean, I think the next day after that, one of your local callers even reported witnessing that. But I mean, you know, it's just the truth, like you were saying earlier. That's what's being suppressed uh, immensely. I mean, with like side effects, oh, they say this, yada, yada, yada. I mean, they're even taking it to the level where they are uh, blocking personal text messages. Well, like, I mean, this is, came out a month or two ago. You know, Democrat brass. What really scares me when you mention that about the Soros and everything mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, Biden, that whole administration is such a lost cause anyway. I mean, they're going to get rid of him one way or the other. But, uh, I mean, for him, you know, try a false flag. I mean, I don't know. The guy that funded all of the stuff. For, oh, and by the way, the PCR test, the FDA stripped its uh, emergency authorized use a few weeks ago. It's going to expire on January 1st. So what test are they going to use exactly? Yeah, they don't, I don't know. know. There's, there's no I plan. Know. I do know Chelsea Clinton. I do know Chelsea Clinton has already been set up uh, to head the contract tracing problem or contact tracing programs and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, $3.5 trillion to a, a second reconciliation. Well, we're, we're going to run out of money in October uh-huh. to operate the government. Yeah, I mean, people, come on, but like, this has got to be that Boston Tea Party moment, and I think it really is. But like, I mean, we've got to get everybody needs to call 
every representative, every senator in their state, the state they used to live in, their grandma's state, uh, immediately, and I want to be arrested. I want to be arrested. Yeah, th I mean, things have just got to turn around, and you know everything that the, the government is doing right now, uh, it's right. just too shady. He said he didn't do gain of function research. They held a conference three years ago called gain of function research. Yeah, I, I really oh, hope oh, I right. hope that Fauci goes to jail. You know, Rand Paul is pushing hard. Uh, he should for for the fact that he lied to Congress. I mean, you, you look at like um, what's her name there, Martha Stewart had made a simple little lie to the FBI regarding her situation with uh, the investments and went to jail. This is a guy that potentially with all the lies, who knows how many people's lives have been affected, uh, taken uh, because of the lies that came out of Dr. Fauci. Not to mention what the ongoing demonization of ivermectin, which, you know, the head of the, the Japan, I guess it would be like the Fauci equivalent, came out last week. And said, you know, they banned Moderna completely. Yeah. Like, not just like the million and a half became doses. It's completely banned. You know, about that, everyone's banned. And said, Ivermectin, like, you know, this, this is the treatment here and everything. It's been approved for decades. It's on the essential list of medicines. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely insanity. Yeah. What, what do we see happening in Afghanistan? Yeah. Are you kidding me? There is a bigger <laughs> picture here that, that is trying to be covered up with, with, with the, the whole premise of we're just doing this for the good. There's something else that they're at. I mean, they look, the, the leftists, they want to take over the country. They want us to be socialists. They want to change everything that's in there. Uh, and I think this is, they, they, somebody had the smart idea when they looked at COVID and say, oh, look, we've got something that's kind of a, let's, let's exploit this. And they have exploited it like crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, in 2017, look, everybody look at this, uh, the SARS uh, yeah. pandemic uh, simulation. It yeah, the Hopkins. SARS, the bird flu. I mean, every year there, well, there's no, a, some they sort of like a, They did like a war game strategy. Yeah, John Hopkins, you can watch all the videos on YouTube if you want to, like several years ago. The timelines almost mirror like uh, the what actuality of COVID to the week. Yeah, like far as like you know, I think it was hypothetically it was 2023, the 2028 maybe. So this was the 2020 would have been basically 23. But if you look at those and just look at the timeline, I'm mean, I was actually time between this. What is the first drug was called Remdesivir, which, which is a drug that just got uh, emergency approved uh, use uh, by you know created by George Soros. With a company in China whose street address is six six six. I mean, you you can't write this stuff. But uh, I mean, and that was one of the things they were giving it to um, a lot of older patients in nursing homes last year in Britain and over here. That that you know, the ventilator stuff like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is. I mean, if you end up testing positive for COVID, people don't think about going to the hospital. Uh, Go online, find you a doctor to go ahead and prescribe it, and they're available. I'm trying to see. Yeah, well, you know what's, what's Tom really insane? It has TomFreeAmerican.com. They have a network in all 50 states. They can go ahead and get you the prescription, uh, and you know what I mean? Go ahead and get that filled and try it on your own. Right. Because, like, it's, I mean, you have thousands of 17-year-olds that are having heart attacks now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, 
Hey, I, you know what? When I had COVID, my doctors, uh, you know, I, I, I listened basically to what the, the, uh, the ER doctor said, and then I confronted with my doctors. And the ER doctors, believe it or not, with, with all the stuff that's going on with COVID, uh, I'm somebody with a kidney transplant, so I've got a lower immune system. It's one of these things that you want to take very good caution of. And I was told to take over-the-counter cold and flu medication uh, along with, uh, you know, little extra vitamins and do a lot of fluids. And that's what I did for the entire week. And I consulted my doctors and I was like, hey, should I, uh, you know, take some of these other things? And they're like, no. They said, no. And unless it's a situation where you're going to be so bad where you can't breathe and you got to go into the hospital, then we'll consider it. But they even said the side effects uh, would be worse for me than anything that I'm getting on COVID right now. And to stick with the the regimen that I was doing. So every four hours I was doing a, a mucinex uh, cold and flu and that got me through it. So there's but, there's so many things that just make you wonder. Calm down your body from freaking natural over. It goes into overdrive because that's the main thing. You know what I mean? Like when uh, last year, the people that were having, like older people that were having a lot of stuff problems from it, it was because, you know, like in other situations, your body, like, I mean, gets infection and it might make you, like, you know, do a bunch of physical stuff and make you feel better, but that's not the way this works. It's the opposite of COVID and everything. You do need to take it easy. You yeah. do need to lay down stuff. But, yeah, I mean, do. they started giving vitamin D. Uh, you know, India has a, you know, one-point-something billion population. Ten uh, percent of the country is vaccinated. And their numbers, like, I mean, it's a complete opposite of them just going to... Yeah, there's a lot of things that we need to really, truly look at and they need to be honest with and we need to, to look at with open eyes. We got to get on that. Because, like, yes. I mean, we're, they're, they're going for broke and lawsuits and stuff is not going uh, to stop all the damage they're going to do in the immediate term. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the convention say, of states know. is definitely uh, something that we need to look into. Hey, bud, I'm up against my break. Thanks so much for the call. Okay. It's good to talk with you again. And 233-9988, that is the number you can get on to the show this morning. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Good morning, America. Let's see if we can offend some liberals. The Brian Ross Morning Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. So it looks not so good for Joe Biden in a lot of his poll numbers. It'll be interesting to see the polls that'll come out uh, today after yesterday's announcement of his six-point plan to uh, annihilate COVID. And you remember back when he was running for office, he said that he's going to take care of this. He's going to take care of it right away. And of course, COVID was really, truly the only thing that uh, that Biden ran on, and he did it from the basement and hiding, was COVID. That Donald Trump is evil, he's bad, and COVID, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to get in there and knock it out. And last night's speech that he gave, he said, "This it's gonna take us a while to do this because uh, we gotta wait for the ice cream to be made downstairs in the kitchen." What happened to the promise of being able to take COVID out back to the woodshed? And just knock it out. You remember it was supposed to happen. Uh, and we're now eight months into him. Eight, nine months, whatever the heck it has been. And he uh, he hasn't knocked out COVID like he promised. And then 
And then he takes credit for everything that, uh, that Trump did. You remember that Trump, he's the one that had ordered all of the vaccines. Biden yesterday on his, uh, uh, during his speech, he came out and said, hey, look, when I came into office, there was only like five people that got this thing. I mean, there's more than that. It was a few thousand or a few million. Uh, but, uh, but during my presidency, uh, I got oh, more people vaccinated. Yeah, more people got vaccinated during presidency because of the fact that President Trump had ordered all of the vaccines which were in the process of being produced as we were changing power over to Sleepy Joe. So, of course, it happened during that. But it wasn't your credit. As a matter of fact, you've screwed up just about everything that you've done so far. It's a, it's just, it's an absolute mess. And his poll ratings uh, right now uh, in six of the critical swing states disapprove of President Biden's uh, approval uh, rating. It's, it's just not good. And that is not a good sign for the Democrats going into 2022. If the president, the leader of the party is doing so bad, it generally has a good effect, or in this case, a negative effect uh, on the rest of the people that are going. The president's approval ratings in Arizona, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Texas all lag behind uh, with uh, disapproval ratings by about 10 points or more, uh, according to a, a one study. And another one uh, is showing that uh, his gap is uh, like 26 points from, from uh, being positive. And, and he's just he's dropping like a rock. I would love to see the mainstream media's uh, outlook and take on that. They're, they're probably going to give something completely different. But Biden's approving ratings uh, this early, dropping as fast as they are, is not a good sign for the Democrat Party going into 2022. Hang on. we got to take a break for Fox News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show on News Talk at 101. Good morning. down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. The Brian Ross Morning Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Coming up top of the hour, going to be chatting with Panama City's city manager, General Mark McQueen. Got a lot to talk about with Panama City. Get some updates of What's going on? I know a lot of people have questions about things like the uh, the floodwaters and all the other fun stuff when it comes to that, which thankfully, with the next few days, we got no rain. That's not going to be something that's going to be on anybody's mind. Uh, but when, when we do return back into our rainy season, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be thinking about that. So a lot of people are also thinking about... Uh, Joe Biden's mandate. And of course, uh, with his six point plan, there was there was so much more to the the plan uh, than just the the mandate. But that seems to be the one that has got the most people uh, fired up on that. Uh, the fact that he's going to mandate uh, one, all federal employees uh, to or at least all the executive employees to be vaccinated and also, his idea was he wants to have any business that has 100-plus employees uh, to be vaccinated or tested weekly and $14,000 fines for each case and a, uh, 
an HR friend here, he, uh, he, he actually sent me a message and he's got a very good point on this. Uh, and this is coming from somebody who does work in HR in a large organization. Uh, and he said that uh, the administration on, on this non-plan, uh, it will be a nightmare. And another question is, is how would it be enforced? I mean, are they going to are they going to put like a new organization that's going to be uh, a Gestapo for vaccinations? Is that what's going to happen? And then he also brought up another question: What about stay-at-home employees? What about the companies uh, that have been using the honor system with COVID so far? Honestly, I think this is a plan uh, that they were working on. And and look, that yesterday Wednesday. They were talking about how, well, yeah, we're still working on the plan. So obviously they weren't even ready for it. They, they weren't, they, they had none of this figured out, organized, nothing. Uh, and, and I think this is going to be one of these things that it's getting people riled up and it's going to, in the end, they're going to go, oh, wow. actually, God, we, there's no way of really doing this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which, again, is another example of the Biden administration uh, just not following through. And, of course, uh, some of the other parts of his plan is to further protect the vaccinated. Uh, you know, they want to get on on that. And, of course, they're talking with Dr. Fauci uh, on, on how to make uh, the vaccine protection, uh, how it could be made even stronger. Uh, and, and they're working on that. Of course, they don't have an actual plan. This is just this is kind of one of these things where they scribble down a whole bunch of stuff down in the coffee shop and said, all right, let's go talk about this and then we'll figure it out later. Here's a better idea. Figure it out now, then tell us. Of course, one of the other things that he wants to do is keeping schools open, uh, safely open, a, a top priority. And, and this is right from the, the whitehouse.gov uh, page and, and their statement on the plan. They said a top priority for the Biden administration since day one has been to reopen schools safely and keep them open. The administration has taken significant actions to get our kids back into the classrooms, including providing $130 billion in American Rescue Plan funds to help reopen schools, accelerate students' academic growth, and address inequities uh, exacerbated uh, by the pandemic, allowing local school districts to implement CDC-recommended and COVID-19 prevention strategies and support students and educators' social, emotional, and mental health needs. I love how all of a sudden... The Democrats want to be jumping on this whole mental health thing. Yeah, for a while, they, they wanted nothing to do with mental health. But another thing that they want to do is they want to require staff in Head Start programs, Department of Defense schools, and Bureau of Indian Education Operation schools to be vaccinated. 
I can't wait to see how that's going to go over with the Indian tribes. The Indian tribes are going to be like, President what said who? What? No. Also calling on all states to adopt vaccine requirements for all school employees. Providing additional funding to school districts for safe school reopening, including uh, backfilling salaries and other funding uh, withheld by states for implementing COVID safety measures. Uh, kind of a dig at Florida on that one. Also using the Department of Education's full legal authority to protect students' access to in-person instruction. Uh, getting students and school staff tested regularly, providing every resource in the FDA to support timely review of vaccines in individuals under 12. Now, here's the thing. I have this question. The Joe Biden administration couldn't get our people out of Afghanistan without screwing it up royally and making it a hundred times harder than it needed to be. That's a simple operation. If you just said to our military, hey, look, we need to get out. Uh, what do we got to do? Execute a plan, make it happen. Our military would have made it happen. If it wasn't for the fact that we had to get politics involved and stupid sleepy Joe having to chime in. I think if the military was left to do it, it would have been a success without the problems that we've had. So if the Biden administration can't do a simple thing like that, how in the world, and we've only gone through a couple of the things on his six-point plan, how in the world is he going to accomplish all of this? Another thing that he has on his plan is increasing testing and requiring masking. You know, the mask that has scientifically been proven don't stop COVID. And of course, protecting our economic recovery. How are you going to do that when you are uh, fining businesses for not getting their people vaccinated? How are the businesses uh, going to do financially well when they have to take all this time, all this effort, lost resources, lost productivity uh, in order to Make sure that they are, are tested. Make sure that they're vaccinated. Make sure all this stuff. How's that all that going to work? And of course, the president keeps talking about, oh, you know, when I came into office, we were losing jobs and now we're getting the jobs. And of course, the numbers that they're saying uh, are not exactly as accurate as they want. Of course, the other thing that they want to do is improve care for those with COVID-19. Increasing uh, support for COVID burden hospitals, getting life-saving um, antibody treatments out there for those who need it, uh, and examining the pool of healthcare professionals providing treatment by deploying federal uh, the monocolo antibody strike teams. Strike teams? What is that, like a, a Gestapo of guys that come running into office and, you know, here, everybody gets the shots. It, the whole thing is just a mess. It really, truly is. And there's no real plan for it. They came out with this great, grandiose idea. And then when they say, all right, well, how are you going to do it? And they all went, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're, we're just going to. Well, I'm going to tell those people to go ahead and do it. Do what? You don't even know what it is you're doing. And a lot of businesses are not happy about it. Because how are you going to do it? Especially if you are a large business, uh, a large company 
uh, is going to have a hard time doing that. And, of course, there's some pushback on all of this. People like uh, South Dakota Governor uh, Christy Nome, she's vowed to fight the new federal vaccine mandate and told him, Joe Biden will see you in court. She said that she will file a lawsuit against President Joe Biden and the newly announced federal vaccine mandates, uh, which he made yesterday. And I'm willing to bet you by the, the close of business today, there's going to be so many lawsuits that are going to be filed against the administration. But she said that my legal team is standing by and ready to file our lawsuit the minute at Joe Biden files his constitutional rule. This gross example of federal intrusion will not stand. And honestly, there's a lot of things about the federal intrusion that should not stand. And it really, truly, it is time for, like one of our callers said earlier this morning, uh, the convention of the states. It's time for the states to start getting their rights back and taking it away from the federal government because they don't know how to use it. They're out of control and it just needs to stop. But they're not the only ones. The uh, GOP is not the only ones that are going to be taking um, legal action against Joe Biden. The RNC also announced plans to sue Joe Biden over the vaccine mandate. And you know what? My question on this, because of the fact that one of the things he said is there's no exceptions. No exceptions got to get it. Well, what if a vaccine uh, is actually going to hurt you more because you have a medical condition uh, than it would do good? Are you now going to be forced to take that max, uh, that, that vaccination and it make your current condition worse and heaven forbid you die from it? I mean, what then? Well, at least they were vaccinated. The whole thing is a mess. It really, truly is. The whole world's gone crazy over it, too. And I can understand it a little bit more if the survivability rate of COVID was low or even like 60%. I mean, 40% of the, the <laughs> of people getting it are bad. But when the survivability rate is still at over 99%, do you think we're going a little overboard with things? Maybe just a little? But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I think that uh, the plan is not going to come to fruition because of the fact that simply they don't have it. They have an idea. They have an idea, but they have no way of executing the plan. 233-9988. That is the phone number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Russ Show. Hey, it's Hal in Texas checking in. Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing good. Hey, uh, you, you kind of hit upon something. I want to get your opinion. Uh, maybe argue, if you're for, argue against. Be the devil's advocate on the what appears to be necessary at this point, a constitutional convention. Yes. I can't argue that. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, Mark Levin is, is big for it. Yep. And uh, there's some there's some good arguments against it. Yeah, my, my opinion, my thoughts are that what would happen is it would be a, a, a lawyer parade, a lawyer circus. It, it probably would, yeah. and, and there, there's some good to it, there's that. some bad to it, um, but I think what, what needs to happen more than anything is the states really, truly need to get back together. We need to 
take the power away from the federal government that has been that has not even been given to them. They just took it. Uh, and, and the federal government needs to understand and they need to be put in check and they didn't understand that we don't answer to you. You answer to us and, and somehow, somewhere, and I'm not even sure where it happened and when it happened, but the states all just surrendered to the federal government. And, and whatever the federal government says and does, we, we just jump to and go, okay. And yeah, I think that looking, needs to stop. It's looking pretty bad, but this this idea of calling your reps and your, and your senators and stuff, they don't take the calls. The, the, their staff takes the calls, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, it's not it's it's uh, not gonna it's not gonna be what it is. Voting, you know, people talk about term limits. We Americans listening, we have term limits. You vote them out of office. That's, yeah. that's your term limit. That's all you're going to get. They're not going to give you anything else. So we're going to have to take it upon ourselves to educate the youth. And maybe they'll turn it around in future generations, but this is looking really bad. Yeah, it really is. It, it, it's with the direction and the road we're heading down. It's it's not pretty because it's got a cliff at the end of it. You know, and, and, we don't and, have any solutions, uh, Brian. We don't have any solutions. We, we we don't we don't have any any way except what I just said is we we got to educate and vote people out that aren't any good. Yeah. And that's, unfortunately, that's also a very hard thing to do now because uh, one of the biggest problems is once you're entrenched in there, you get so much money and it's hard for the little guys to go up against these big guys because they crush them. And, and that's, that's and a hard know, thing. And they know that we want, that we, they know that we want to get rid of, you know, Pelosi knows we want to get rid of her and the rest of those idiots. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're going to do everything they can. To well, stay in power. You know, absolute power absolutely corrupts. And we, we've seen an right. example of that. Lord I mean, Acton, I think. Yeah, there, there are people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and, um, you know, so many others. I could just, the list just goes on and on uh, that have been there for so long and become so powerful that they think that there's nothing that can stop them. They think that there's nobody that they need to answer to. You know, and yeah. you, you got things like the, the news just came out about how Nancy Pelosi. Uh, her district is going to get more money than any other district. It's like really, oh, oh, wow, yeah, and it's because anyway, you know she's got challengers. You know the ultimate quote. The ultimate quote is is, is back in the day was was uh, that this government was was for a moral people. This was this this government was established and and would be held by a moral people, and uh, and they're talking about educated moral people mm. and so so we're that's really your ultimate quote on, on america so so uh, anyway out there listening if you know be good to your be good to your neighbor and uh and and even even on the road you know this, i may be saving somebody's life right now drive drive reasonable don't don't get into any any uh unnecessary arguments with people especially out on the road yeah yeah, there's no sense in doing that. I mean, do what I do and just yell when you're in the car, but don't yell at them. You know, I'm notorious for saying, get that out of the left lane. Uh, you know, I don't actually say it to them and I don't flash at them or, you know, brandish the gun or try and run them off the road or anything like that. It's Yeah, but, you know, you know, if you really want to change somebody's mind, like if you're if you're talking to somebody who's, who's uh, arguing uh, for the other side on some subject or whatever it is, you know, with the border, you know, if they say, well, if we open our border, 
they'll open their board or whatever idiocy you hear from these people. You got to hold your your uh, offense, and you can't. You don't want to be offensive to them. If you're going to change their mind, they may see something reasonable in you when you when you're able to just discuss it without getting angry. Just yeah. kind of let them know that that uh, you think it's stupid. You know, so for instance, the example I gave, open border, uh, that's that's idiocy. You lose you lose uh, law and order. Do they really want to live in a in a country without without uh, laws? Uh, they would change their mind real soon if it happens. Yeah, and you know what? There there's been some examples of some of, and and honestly, I think the ones that are just not willing to have a a civil conversation about it. Uh, are those on the left? You know, you, you can't sit down and say, hey, here's my thoughts. What's your thoughts? Uh, and talk it out. Instead, right. you know, here's my thoughts. Yeah. Oh, you're wrong. It's, no, no, I'm, I'm not wrong. That's just my thoughts. Oh, you're wrong. You're so stupid. And, and it's like you, you just can't have the, the civil argument with them. And they really should be able to do that. Um, but, you know, we've seen some politicians, um, you know, especially in some of these big defund the police areas um, where things have happened to them personally which involved wanting the police, needing the police, and the police weren't there, and they kind of realized. And, and you know, it's one of these things I think a lot of them need to understand and experience uh, what it is that they want. That's why I think some of these people that want all the socialism, go spend some time in Cuba. Uh, go spend some time in uh, Venezuela, but not in the tourist areas. Like, go down there to be a yeah. citizen for a month just to see how it works out. And not, and not on the back side, not on the back side of, of uh, Roger Moore's camera either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, it's not Roger. It's uh, Michael Moore. What's his name? Oh, Michael. Yeah. Michael Moore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, not on the, not on, on the, you know, lo looking at his documentary. Well, I visited Cuba. I, I watched his documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing with Cuba. You no. Know, Cuba's got, I mean, Cuba's a beautiful country. It really is. And they have a tourist area. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But that's not the area you want to go to check out. That's like, you know, with our very own Puerto Rico. I don't know if you've ever been to Puerto Rico. Um, I've been there. No. And, um, and there's a couple of areas where you go in and it's beautiful, historic with these historic you know, uh, military bases and these historic downtowns that are shopping. And it's just, it's really gorgeous. Right, right. But then you, you go out a little bit in the outskirts and, you know, it's an armpit. So, you know, poverty. that's what yeah. they need to experience. They need to go see uh, that poverty stuff. And, and it's sad because people like AOC and others, they don't see it. They don't, they don't even acknowledge that it exists because they've got their utopian idea and, and that's what we need to go with. It's just messed up. Okay. But I don't know. We'll see. Education, though, uh, that's an important thing. Hey, but I'm up against my break. Thanks so much for calling from Texas. I always love uh, love hearing from you and have a fantastic day Thanks and a lot. great weekend. We'll talk with you again really soon. Uh, we got to take a break. Coming up uh, at the top of the hour, General Mark McQueen, Panama City's city manager, is going to be joining us. We're going to talk some Panama City. Uh, hang on. That is just around the corner. It's the Brian Russ Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning.
This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on News Talk at 101. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Sorry, I wasn't ready. Didn't have my headphones on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, so coming up, just a couple minutes, we're going to be chatting with uh, Mark McQueen. We've got to talk about all the stuff going on in uh, Panama City. Of course, the uh, the big 9-11 uh, memorial service is going to be happening tomorrow. Uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll get some details on that as well. Uh, and everything else, just getting some updates on Panama City because uh, whenever we do get... Our updates from from Mark McQueen, they're generally uh, very detailed, uh, a lot of information. It's always great talking to him. I mean, he's he's such a fantastic guy. Uh, I've known him now for a few years, and uh, and I love chatting with him. So we're going to talk with him coming up in a little, little bit. Uh, and don't forget that we are also on social media. Uh, one of the places that I, I love chatting with you, uh, and I chat with a lot of people throughout the show as well. I mean, sometimes you can't get through or you, you don't want to call in, but you want to throw an opinion. Uh, you can follow me, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Brian Rust show, uh, right there. There is, um, we, we put a lot of stuff in there, links to, uh, the things we talk about, uh, some of the interviews, uh, we post the podcast up there, uh, and so much more. And like I said, you can also chat with us. Hang on. We got to take a break for news at the top of the hour. We'll be right back with general Mark McQueen. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO Springfield. This is News Talk at 101. News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number three of the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. I'm excited about my next guest because... Uh, one, when I first met him, which ironically, <laughs> uh, when I first met him was, uh, during the, uh, the wounded warrior event that comes on here, which happens to be going on right now in Bay County. And, uh, we're bringing him back onto the show. General Mark McQueen, the Panama city city manager. See, I'm getting better at saying that Mark for a while. It was a real, <laughs> it was such a tongue twister for me. It'll tongue-tie you for sure. That's it. So yeah. good morning, Brian. Uh, great to be with you this day. It's great to have you on because it's been a while since we've talked because um, I, one of the times that I really wanted to talk with you, uh, you were not in any condition to be talking politics uh, or government business at all because uh, uh, you were going through your COVID battle, and, and it's great to see you doing well. Um, how are you feeling, by the way? Yeah, hey, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. And uh uh, I'm, I'm doing well, very, very well, uh, back in the saddle and uh, going 100 miles an hour with my hair on fire. Uh, but uh, I am here uh, today, quite honestly, because of the medical professionals there at the Ascension Sacred Heart, uh, who are tip of the spear, just like so many other medical professionals that are doing incredible work uh, fighting this uh, incredible virus that we're all uh, challenged by. But I am, I'm doing well, and I, I appreciate you uh, uh, highlighting that and, and asking. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people had some concerns, and of course, I had my concerns too. 
Um, you know, I was worried about you, man. So I'm glad that you're uh, you're back up and running and and doing the full 100 miles an hour. You know, I had it uh, a few weeks back, or about, it's probably been about a month now. And, um, you know, being quarantined at home for that time, granted, um, you know, I had it very lightly, uh, thankfully, which I think part of that is because I had it really bad last year, uh, unconfirmed, but I'm pretty sure I had it. Uh, but man, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get back in the saddle and get running and, and moving. And so it's, it's always a good feeling to get going. No, you're right. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. And, and, you know, Brian, also you mentioned about the wounded warriors and, uh, yesterday they had the parade through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panama City Beach, uh, through Panama City, all the way over to Parker. And, uh, you know, Linda Cope and Philip Cope and, uh, the whole uh, team that they have that are, uh, celebrating our, our, our nation's heroes that, uh, gave so much of their, of themselves, uh, for our freedoms. Uh, and, uh, it's only appropriate that, uh, we should pause and recognize them. And here we are on the 20th anniversary of, uh, 9-11. And, uh, uh, we, we should not forget those who, uh, not only those who lost their lives, the families that have, uh, that are carrying that burden each and every day, but the families that are carrying the burden of a, of a loved one, a, a husband, wife, brother, sister, father, mother, who, um, uh, you know, has been injured permanently, uh, as, as a scar of that that war so uh yeah you're right for acknowledging them yeah you know as we are at that that 20th anniversary you know i I think this is probably one of the best times to to really elevate more of of the the memorial of what this is because you know it's not just the you know three thousand people that died in the actual attack uh and this was something i was i was talking about this uh the other day i forgot who i was talking about it with um but we were talking about how um you know, since then, you know, you, you we probably have tens of thousands of more people that have been affected by it, not just the, the 3,000 people that had died on that day, uh, because with the 3,000 people that died, there was the families, there was the children that were growing up without parents, um, you know, there was the, the military people that also went into this to fight for our freedoms and to protect us from all of the terrorism. Uh, their families, the ones that lost, the, the ones that injured, you know, and most of these wounded warriors that are coming here for the resort, um, you know, most of them uh, were involved in that battle for, for 9-11. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think now is the time that I think we need to remember all of those people. And it's, uh, you know, it's a sad time. And, of course, tomorrow um, there is the big celebration that's going on uh, in downtown Panama City. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. What's, uh, what's the details on that? Well, yeah, and I, I would just recharacterize that not as a celebration, but a ceremony of uh, remembrance. And yeah. uh, uh, certainly, um, you know, uh, September 11th was uh, uh, our current generation's uh, December 7th event, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a day which would live in infamy. And certainly, uh, September 11th, 2001 was a day that was pivotal in the history of our nation and indeed this world. And, uh, uh, tomorrow, it's only appropriate that we pause and, and recognize that. And, and here at the City Hall, uh, uh, Mayor Bernicki is going to be hosting a, um, a ceremony. Uh, Congressman Dunn will be in attendance and, and, and speaking, as well as uh, Sheriff Tommy Ford. And, and when we think about not only the 3,000 that perished in the towers, but you think about those first responders as well that uh, lost their lives in, in selfless service uh, to their community. Yep. It's, 
and then and then what you think about is uh, to your point about the thousands of lives who I dare say it's been millions of lives that have been impacted. The entire nation has been impacted as a result of that fateful day. And so, uh, but we're having a ceremony here at City Hall uh, Saturday morning at uh, 845. Uh, it's uh, a ceremony right here on the, the back lawn of the uh, City Hall. And uh, it's open to the public. And uh, we'll have, uh, uh, it's outside, so it's going to be a beautiful day. We'll have social distancing. We've got masks available for folks that want to do that. But also for those that are unable to attend or choose not to because they're concerned for their health or safety, uh, we'll also be live streaming it. So it uh, starts at 845. Uh, it's, we're anticipating about a 30-minute ceremony, but it's going to have a joint uh, color guard of the uh, Bay County Sheriff's Office, Panama City Police Department, and Panama City Fire Department. Uh, we'll be having uh, uh, the speakers, as I mentioned, uh, the Mayor Bernicke, uh, Congressman Dunn, and Sheriff uh, Tommy Ford. And then uh, we'll be um, uh, doing the uh, uh, tolling of the bell. Uh, we'll also be uh, uh, bringing forward uh, a, a, uh, the taps and a 21-gun salute. And so it's, uh, it's, it's exactly appropriate, exactly the right thing to do to pause uh, to say that that day will not be forgotten. Yeah, that that is awesome, and we we uh, we owe it to all of those uh, whose lives we were affected to to never forget. You know, that's the motto uh, that we've taken away from nine eleven. And um, you know, unfortunately, there's generations now that are growing up that know nothing about it. You know, oh, that was just uh, that moment that happened in the past. And I, I think, think it's great for us to continue uh, keeping that uh, that memory alive uh, because a lot of lessons learned. And, and, you know, that's one of those things that we, uh, we have to continue. There's a lot of sacrifices that were made uh, during that. So that's going to be great tomorrow morning at 845. Let's talk about some more uh, business with the city because just about every time that we've talked, we, we've talked about uh, the recovery effort uh, since Michael. Uh, and, and, of course, Panama City was getting ready to go onto a track of, of growth anyhow. Um, but what's the latest updates that you can give us on, on our Michael recovery? Well, it's uh, it's been, it's hard to believe we're almost three years post storm, yeah. and uh, you know we're um, I'm very proud of our citizens. It, it's funny I, I was about uh, three weeks ago I was down at the Florida League of Cities, and uh, they were asking about what was going on in Panama City, and I talked about the fact that I I doubt there's any other community, Panama City Bay County, that has been challenged more in a, in such a period of time as as our community. When you think about it, it's been Hurricane Michael, Hurricane Sally, COVID-1, COVID-2, and, and at the time I was speaking, we were on the threshold of receiving Tropical Storm Fred. Mm. And uh, it, it's just amazing to see our community and, and the resilience of our citizens, their, their perseverance, determination, commitment, and resolve uh, that they're going to press on. Uh, they're not going to be defeated. Uh, they're going to continue to rebuild their businesses, rebuild their homes, still send their kids to school, do all of those things that make a uh, community uh, uh, rich and enriched and uh, help them to, uh, to live fulfilled lives. The city's part is clearly just to do the things that are necessary uh, 
that are for the common good for for our citizens. Uh, the infrastructure, for example, the safety, public safety, the quality of life opportunities, and uh, and and setting the conditions for uh, a strong economy. And that's those are our four lines of efforts. We're focusing on all four of those: safety and security, infrastructure, the economy, and 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 quality of life. And to that end, uh, I think we're moving in the right direction. We still have a long way to go. Uh, and uh, clearly uh, it's because of our citizens that I have every confidence that we're going to be able to get there. Yeah, absolutely. We're chatting with uh, Panama City's, um, I almost said Panama City's mayor. That does have, that has a good, I'm just going to throw that out there. That has kind of a good ring to it. Uh, but <laughs> I am not worthy. Thank you, though. <laughs> the Panama City uh, City Manager, uh, General Mark McQueen. Uh, see, I'm, 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 I'm having like, this really weird day. I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, but, but let's talk a little bit about the infrastructure because I know one of the things that um, uh, has been brought up uh, several times, I know during some conversations here on the show, uh, you know, obviously with, with the, the new growth of downtown, which has hands down been fantastic, uh, you know, the things that, uh, you know, Alan Branch and Chris Kramer and, and several others have been doing down there and bringing some life back in there has, has been awesome because I, I, I love this, uh, this movement that's happening down there. But there is some infrastructure problems, especially with the sewer. And this is one of the things that you and I have talked about, I think, every time we talk. Uh, we talk about that. Where where are we looking uh, for that? Because you gave me a price tag before, which I, I, I tuned right out because it was way too big. Um, but, <laughs> but, but where are we now? Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a great question, and uh, it's ironic because uh, day before yesterday, we got our final documentation from DEP, Department of Environmental Protection, that is the... Uh, um, uh, administrators for the state revolving fund, and uh, the, we have been approved for 113 million dollars. Uh, and the final documents came in day before yesterday, and we're striving to get those approved by the city commission uh, this coming Monday at our city commission meeting. But uh, to that end, uh, we've been we, we've been working hard to try to secure the funding, which was the necessary step before the construction could begin. Otherwise, we'd bankrupt the city, and that's certainly not prudent. Uh, so in that, with that in mind, uh, we have gone out and secured uh, roughly 170, nearly $180 million, and, and depending on some announcements that will be coming forthright, it could be upwards in the 240 to $250 million range that's going to start helping us get after our infrastructure. You have to think about the city of Panama City. It's 112 years old, and much of the infrastructure that's in place underground is uh, original to the city. Yeah. We still have clay pipe uh, that I've shared with you before. Yeah, that Roman technology. technology. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And uh, uh, so we've got to do better. We're a first world nation, 21st century. We have technology on our side. We have got to do better and set the conditions for the future of the city of Panama City for generations to come, and uh, giving uh, potable water and sanitary sewer systems that are dependable, uh, reliable, and uh, don't fail. When you even have a simple one-inch rain, uh, our systems are stressed. Every inch of rain that we get, for example, Brian, uh, increases the because of the cracks and the leaks and the breaks in our lines, increases the flow going through our Middleville Wastewater Treatment Plant by 1.2 million gallons. Wow. One inch of rain. Now, as you know, this past August was one of the wettest months we've had in a long, long time. I know. Decades. I think there was like and, four and, days we didn't get rain. 
three or four days, and that was it. <laughs> right. We've had, we had over 25 inches collective rain uh, over the last month, and, uh, and, and it's, uh, we're, we're, we're saturated. And, and to that end, that means there's much more demand on our sanitary sewer system than what is designed. Um, and uh, it's because we have all these cracks and leaks and breaks. Mm-hmm. And so uh, having the funding now coming in, uh, it's hard for me to believe it's taken this long to get the funding. But this is the, this is the bureaucracy that we live in, and it takes this amount of time to get after it. Uh, but it's uh, now that the funding is literally at the threshold of being received into the city, we can begin the engineering and the construction that's going to be necessary. Awesome. That's uh, that's some great news because I know there's there is a lot of concern about that. And, and the reality is we can't we can't grow uh, if the infrastructure is, is not there with us. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to continue exactly. causing problems. And speaking of growth, uh, let's talk about new businesses. Uh, in in Panama City. I mean, now that I, I live on that side of the bridge, um, you know, I, I, I'm actually able to see more and more of it. And what what are we looking at for new businesses that are, are coming into the area and opening up? Well, welcome to the premier city in the Panhandle of Florida, Brian. I'm glad you moved over here. <laughs> well, I'm just uh, on the outskirts of it. I'm actually in the south ports, but I, I, I get to travel through now. There we go. Well, that's all good. Well, uh, I'll tell you, it's been really exciting to see, uh, again, the resolve of our uh, citizens and and those that are in business. And uh, we have seen a 55% increase in businesses in the city of Panama City since Hurricane Michael. That's 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 amazing. Yeah, that's that is jobs. That's that's opportunities. That's economy. That's that gives uh, people options and choices. And uh, uh, we're we're just blessed because of that. And you spoke about the downtown a moment ago, just as an example. Uh, we've had twenty five new businesses on Harrison Avenue since Hurricane Michael. Oh, These are fantastic. small businesses. These are small. Uh, investors, uh, entrepreneurs, people who, this is the strength of America, small business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and clearly that's what's going to be the backbone of our rebuild for this community. Yeah. And downtowns, you know, in, in, in older downtowns, like we have in Panama city, th- those are a struggle and they're a struggle across the country. Uh, so that's not something unique for us, but to, to see so much growth in there. And of course, uh, you know, a few of the investors that I, I mentioned earlier and a few others, you know, jumping in there. I mean, these are local people. These are local born here, raised here people that, uh, you know, love their community, invest in the community. Uh, and they've, they're doing some great work there. And it's, it's so awesome to see. Well, well, it is. And uh, there was a there was a, a gentleman that came and spoke to the Panama City Growing Strong group uh, several years ago, uh, before the storm. And one of the things he said was that you can measure the health of the city by measuring the health of its downtown. Now, think about that. It was pre Hurricane Michael, and what was the health of our downtown? Not good. Anemic. Yeah, anemic at best, life support possibly, and uh, and so uh, the city commissioners made bold decisions. And after Hurricane Michael, we we partnered with Dover Coal Partners that helped us to create the Charette process, and where we had a here novel concept here, Brian had a citizen driven process where we solicited and solicited citizen input as to what they wanted to see in their community. And uh, with that, we've had thousands of hours of citizen involvement in what do we want to have in the revisioning for the city of Panama City. As tragic as Hurricane Michael was, and it was definitely tragic to our community and to our citizens, 
we had the silver lining is we had an opportunity to rebuild in a new direction. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you, Brian, we're going 180 degrees from the direction we were going on the 9th of, September, 9th of October uh, 2018. Yeah, that, that is awesome to see uh, see how much has, uh, has really changed uh, in the city. And of course, there's still some, uh, some things that probably still need to be cleaned up a little bit. Uh, and I know that some people have, have, have that concern of, Hey, you know, there's this, this building that's like half fallen apart and, you know, we're around three years here. Uh, you know, what's going on here? What, what are you guys doing with the city as far as some of these buildings that, you know, clearly just need to be demolished, uh, and, and, and rebuilt and moved on. Uh, so what are you guys doing with those? Well, Brian, what we are doing is we've increased our uh, code enforcement uh, capacity. We now have four magistrate judges, and uh, as a result of that, we're, we now have a, a, a schedule for our magistrates that are every every two weeks uh, hearing cases. Uh, yesterday, uh, 39 cases were heard uh, that are being brought before uh, the magistrate for determination on what is the outcome of that property. Now, you have to realize, <clears throat> by the time a property gets to the magistrate, all the other previous efforts to remedy that uh, deficiency has have been exhausted. Working with homeowners, working with uh, commercial uh, property owners, uh, striving to get them to get the, their structures into compliance, making sure they're not unfit and unsafe. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're after. We're after a common standard. And uh, kind of give you a metric, Brian, um, in, in 15 years, uh, we had amassed about $400,000 worth of uh, penalties assessed by the magistrate over 15 years. Uh, last year, we had nearly a million dollars in one year. Wow. So I, I think that gives an indication that our code enforcement team striving to work in partnership with the property owners to get a compliance of the property so that we can raise the bar. Uh, we have too many derelict uh, uh, buildings in our community uh, that have been neglected for decades, and the storm has only exacerbated it, and uh, they need to be either brought into compliance or, uh, sadly, they may have to be demo- uh, demolished. Uh, and it's uh, we, we trust property owners to do the right thing, but absent of that, that's why we have the code enforcement process. That is awesome, and uh, you know the the one the one thing that is that is, and I hate to put it this way because it sounds so bad. The one good thing about Hurricane Michael, with the destruction that uh, that happened, uh, is that it really can now set Panama City on the path uh, of really truly being that premier city uh, of the Panhandle of Florida. Um, you know, and you hate to say it that way. Uh, but it really, truly has set us on that path. And it's great to see all the, the development and the new businesses that are coming in uh, and the changes that are happening. Now, if we could just get all this infrastructure done, uh, we should be good. Um, and I know that the governor uh, made an announcement, too, recently about some money that's uh, that's coming to the area uh, to help out. What is that all about? Well, yeah, uh, Governor DeSantis has never lost sight of uh, our community, Panama City and Bay County, and has been very proactive in helping. And uh, most recently, he awarded uh, the city of Panama City $19 million, 
And, and going back to our conversation about small businesses and the strength of small businesses in the, of the community, uh, the $19 million is going towards small businesses. It's, uh, uh, we have some, uh, blighted corridors that have been habitually blighted in the, in the city, uh, and are in our, uh, CRA spaces, the, uh, community redevelopment agency spaces. And, uh, the, the governor has awarded, they've got over 50 businesses that applied and has awarded over $19 million for us to be able to help uh, refurbish some of those businesses, do the, their facades, uh, getting them operational again, uh, and then also funding for the streetscapes uh, to help create the ambiance and the environment for uh, people who, who want to shop and to do business. And uh, and so that's uh, we're very grateful to that. That's a, that's a great uh, economic stimulus for business goes directly to business and to the improvement of these corridors that are uh, look uh, somewhat run down. And so, uh, Department of Economic Opportunity under Director Eagle, uh, we're awaiting now that the announcement is waiting. We're, uh, has been made by the governor. We're awaiting the uh, uh, the documentation, the subgrant agreements that we have to enter into with the with the state to be able to receive those dollars, and once that begins, these businesses we can start seeing fundamental changes, which is a great thing for not only these business owners, but for our community at large. That's awesome. So speaking of blighted, uh, what's the what's the latest on the mall? I know some people have, have been curious about that, and I know there's been some word here and there, some potential projects. Anything, uh, anything solid uh, getting ready to happen with that thing? Well... Uh, only to what we know from the developers that uh, that own that property, uh, Hendon uh, owns the interconnected tissue of the properties, and then you have the the three box stores on the each end. Uh, the old Sears, uh, J.C. Penney, and Dillard's have individual property owners uh, that have that, and so there's uh, there's work on trying to get those uh, four property owners to be working together for a common vision for the future. Hendon is leading that charge and have uh, they've posted on their website uh, the vision of what they would like to strive to accomplish, and they're trying to work through the uh, uh, investment issues and the ownership issues uh, associated with that. I'm optimistic for the future of that area. That's a large uh, gateway to the city of Panama City, a large expanse of land, mm. and I'm anxious for that to get uh, uh, repurposed and uh, uh, have more opportunities for, uh, they're talking about an apartment complex, they're talking about outdoor shopping similar and akin to uh, what you see like in many other things, like over in Pier Park, uh, outdoor shopping opportunities, uh, hotels, those types of things. I think it's going to be a, a it's going to change the entire complexion of that uh, triangular shaped piece of property. That's awesome. Can't wait to see uh, see what happens there. And, and housing has been an interesting one because I'll, I've seen a lot of malls being turned into uh, really kind of cool housing uh, communities, and that that might be an interesting thing uh, to see happen there. Who knows? But uh, a lot going on in Panama City. Uh, you know, a lot of growth. And obviously, you know, with the destruction that we've had from Hurricane Michael, just like with Tyndall Air Force Base, uh, it's now giving us the opportunity to really be, uh, you know, a new city for the future. Uh, and I know some people get upset about this. They want everything to be left alone. Uh, don't touch it. Leave it alone like it was. Want it to stay. Uh, but the reality is, is we are moving into the future. And, uh, you know, we, we do have some plans. And I know yesterday I, I had a listener on that was, that was complaining about, uh, you know, nobody has a plan. Uh, but there are plans that are going on, and, it, and it's great to see 
uh, some of this stuff starting to actually come to fruition. Well, there, uh, that's true, and uh, you know, if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. And uh, uh, there are plans. There are multiple plans that we have been working on with citizens. Uh, we had the downtown plan. We had the neighborhood plans for Millville, Glenwood, and St. Andrews. Uh, and <clears throat> the difference, Brian, I think, uh, in, in the plans that we have of today that we're working versus many of the plans of the past are that we're tying resources to those plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a result, they're, they're executable. They're, they're, they're things that are actually coming to fruition, such as uh, we just uh, have let the contract for the streetscape in uh, Harrison Avenue. Uh, we've got uh, many other developments already underway uh, within the city of Panama City. We have over uh, 7,000 homes that are on the books to be built within the city of Panama City. I can tell you there weren't 7,000 homes built in the last several decades right. within the city of Panama City in the collective. So uh, I would tell you that there are plans, uh, and if somebody wants to see those plans, they can go to uh, uh, the Panama City website, and uh, you can make a link right into our Envision PC uh, and it has all of the neighborhood plans, and these plans are not Mark McQueen's plans. They're not Mayor Bernicke's plans. They're the plans that have been manifest from thousands of hours of citizen involvement in helping to be participants in this process. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, we have a common vision for the direction of the city of Panama City. That's awesome. I, I can't wait. I mean, it, it, it's going to be beautiful. You guys do a great job over there, and you know, obviously, it's going to take a little bit of time, but uh, you know, Panama City is growing, uh, and on all these problems, we'll uh, we'll get addressed. Of course, the big one people worrying about lately has just been that storm water, but we know that's that's a battle. But we'll we'll definitely get to it. And of course, tomorrow morning, uh, the big uh, memorial for the September 11th, 8:45, uh, right there at the town hall or city hall. Um, that'll be a great time. I, I'm I'm actually going to try and get out there for that tomorrow morning because uh, I I think I can Fine. make it out. We'd love to see you and, and certainly our citizens in Panama City. And for those that can attend, we've got it being broadcasted virtually. But it's at 845 at, uh, at the Panama City City Hall downtown on 501 Harrison Avenue. It's on the green lawn in the backyard uh, of the city hall and uh, right there at the flagpole. And that, no more appropriate place to do that. And there's plenty of parking along Harrison and in the surrounding areas. We'll be closing off little segments of 5th. Fifth Street and Grace Avenue, just so that we can have the static display of our first responders. Uh, but um, please uh, share with your uh, other listeners and ask them to share with their friends and family to to consider coming because that was a day that changed all of our lives. It really and, did. Um, uh, and so, and as we talked about wounded warriors, we talked about those that have served in the uniform of our nation and those that have continue to serve this day even in our communities. Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's imperative that we not forget the significance of that day and Absolutely. those that uh, lost their lives on that tragic day. All right, Mark. Well, I'm going to see you tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm going to get out Thanks, there Brian. because uh, it's, a, it's a great uh, great event. We've all got to be out there uh, and, and show our support and our memory for it. Uh, General Mark McQueen, it is always a pleasure having you on uh, talking about Panama City. And, of course, we'll, we'll have you back on again. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on, bud. Thanks, my friend. I Thanks. appreciate you. Take care, Brian. All right, take care. We will right. uh, we'll talk with you later on. And uh, we got to take a quick little break. We're going to start that off with our news. We'll be right back. It's Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. I'm slash free. 
Good morning, America. Let's see if we can offend some liberals. The Brian Ross Morning Show is on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Good morning. I can't wait for this weekend. It is going to be a beautiful weekend here on the Gulf Coast. It's not going to be terribly hot. I think uh, I think today, tomorrow might be the warmest. Sprinkle a little bit into that there low mid 80s. And then the rest of the weekend be down in the 70s. Oh, God, I'm drooling. I'm so excited. Mostly because of the fact that I've got the weekend off. But the fact that I got the weekend off and the weather's going to be beautiful and golf is now being scheduled for Sunday. Life is good. Of course, don't forget uh, the big... 9-11 celebration or the memorial uh, that'll be happening tomorrow morning at the City Hall in Panama City. Uh, that is at 845. Uh, so uh, make sure you are there for that. Uh, it, it'll be a great tribute. Uh, and of course, um, you know, tomorrow being the 20th anniversary uh, of 9-11. It's one of these things where we need to make sure that we we don't forget. You know, that is the mantra that we, we put onto um, the 9-11 event is that we will not forget. Uh, and sadly, uh, there are some uh, that want to make that as, oh my God, that was just like one of those things before I was born, I don't care. Or it being conspiracy theory or whatever it might be. Uh, regardless, it happened and it's something that has affected uh, tens of thousands of lives, if not more, uh, even into the hundreds of thousands of lives directly. And of course, it also affected all of us uh, in addition to that. So, you know, that's something that we definitely uh, have to take into consideration as well. And 233-9988, that is the phone number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rust Show. Good morning. Uh, <clears throat> I was listening to your uh, your government person that was on before. I, I guess that's what I call them, government people. Because um, I always take anything that the government says with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And he said something about Panama City being bankrupt. I would say by 2050, I'd say in between 85 and 90 percent of cities that have probably over 100,000 people will probably be be bankrupt, just because of the fact that you have so many people now that don't work. Yeah, and you know that's that's intentional. You know the the welfare of this country is being um, done by the government, and the government wants us not to work. Yeah, because there's they can control us that way. There is definitely a, a big chunk of uh, of the government that wants it to be that way, and you're right; it it is about control. Uh, and, and I but think you said about a hundred year a hundred year old city, and I'll tell you, these hundred year old towns all over the U.S. Remember, there weren't hundred year old cities because there weren't cities. There's very very few cities a hundred years ago. It's it's just like China. You know, everyone from the rural areas came to the cities. Mm-hmm. Well. The the <clears throat> city's infrastructure is about 100 years old. And guess what? Americans thought, you know what? We'll put these big sewers in, and they will last forever. Yeah. Sewers will last forever and ever, and, and they just don't. Yeah, it's true. There, and, there was uh, a certain point in time where I think uh, a lot of the city planners really did not uh, think about the growth, think about, uh, you know, the future. It's like, oh, this is what we need now, and, you know, this will last forever. Uh, you know, a perfect. Yeah, ex- they didn't have to think past their own lifetime. Right. I mean, a perfect they, example they, they of that. Care. They don't care. No, they don't. Uh, you know, my hometown in Massachusetts. My hometown is three hundred and something years old. I mean, it's 
It's it's ridiculous how old that town is. Uh, but yeah. there's there's a particular street that is on that town, and I just had this conversation with my stepmother the other day, uh, because like like everywhere else, there's infrastructure problems, and there is um, infrastructure pipes on this particular street uh, that are over a hundred and something years old, and the the residents of the city wanted all this stuff done, but they didn't want um, you know the trees to be harmed. But unfortunately, in order to replace some of that infrastructure, trees had to be taken down. And it ended up being like this gigantic, drawn-out battle just to replace this politics. completely failed. Politics. And it wasn't even really politics. It was like they're just worried about the trees. Uh, but meanwhile, you can't flush your toilet. So, I mean, it's there's so um, many cities. I want to talk about one, one more infrastructure thing, the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Both buildings were full of asbestos. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, because I mean, when, when you when you look at when it was and, built, and you can watch over and over and over again. And I like to bring this up on the anniversary, over and over and over again. There's one fireman. He's in great shape, and he says, "Hey, look, I've seen it many, many times before." Now, this is a fireman, and remember, firemen have to go to controlled demolitions. Yep. you have to have a fireman there. Many of them to, to spray over, you know, the dust and all that. So he is. He's a pseudo-expert on controlled demolition. And when he describes 9-11, you can see him over and over, boom, 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 boom. He said this was to control demolition. Now, why do we ignore a fireman that says controlled demolition after 20 years? Why do we ignore this man? Well, you know, that's one of those controversies that, you know, uh, there's never going to be a settled answer on that because there are people that believe strongly on both sides that uh, it was not. Uh, there are engineers that say uh-huh. that it was this. There's engineers that were say that it were that. Um, right. And, and, you know, unless there's some sort of document that actually comes out and, and there's this Brian, like, physical proof. Brian, let's real quick. Yeah. The Japanese, the Japanese designer of the World Trade Center was an absolute genius. Okay. The biggest airplane then was a fully loaded 707. Okay. All of those things were taken into consideration. When those buildings were hit by those airplanes, they barely swayed. The smoke coming out of the buildings was black. That means the, the fire was going out. Okay? That means that there was something covering up. In other words, the fires were going out. What you saw burning was melting level. I mean, uh, melt, excuse me, melting metal from thermite and thermate that was used to cut those buildings. You know, there was nothing any bigger. In fact, I talked. I went two weeks after 9-11. I had to see it myself. I was there two weeks afterwards. And I talked to some of the firemen. He said the biggest piece that he found is, you know, let's say an old red push-button telephone. Have you ever seen, you know, remember, there's oh, yeah. even a, a, a little emojicon that's on your iPhone. It's a red push-button phone, right? Yep. Okay. The biggest thing that he found was the, the lettering behind the numbers that says A, B, C, D, E, F, and all that stuff. That was the biggest thing he found. There were no toilets. There were no filing cabinets. There was nothing there. These things were taken apart by human hands. Those airplanes, this is just a diversion, just like the Taliban well, is now. It's a giant lie. You know, like I said, that that's one of these, it, it, it's an argument uh, for controversy, not controversy, conspiracy, not conspiracy, and and, and I don't think uh, I don't think that'll ever be really truly settled. Is it a conspiracy that our, that the person who is heading our government right now is a puppet of either the Taliban, of the Chinese, or both? And in fact, 
the Chinese are going to start taking over one of the bases there in Afghanistan. Oh yeah, they, okay, they're they're okay. going to own Afghanistan you, here shortly. It's from the, go- the the government comes apart from within. Nikita Khrushchev said it in 1959. He mm-hmm. said, "We won't have to fire a single shot." Nope, taken down from within. So stupid. You Americans are so stupid. You will ruin your own country. And guess what? We're ruining our own country from within. Yep, yep. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I try to stay positive and say, you know what? My life is the best. However, the world is crumbling around me. So that makes me that much better. Think about that. That's a good way of looking at it. You know, it really, I mean, it's, it's and, sad and to think about God, the world listen, crumbling around, but yeah. Listen, Brian, God bless you because that's what you're going to need in these days. Mm-hmm. Is God's blessing. And that's what we don't have in this country anymore is God's blessings. Margaret Sanger killed over 60 million babies. Yeah. How can God forgive us for that? And then we're talking about an infrastructure thing when we have babies that are still dying all over the country every single day, and they're using their body parts for other things. It makes me sick, but guess what? God will take care of me, but probably not this country. You have a great morning. Hey, you too, bud. Thanks so much for the call. We do appreciate it. Uh, 233-9988. That is the number you always get onto the show. And tomorrow uh, on uh, Donna and Veronica Live, uh, starting at 8 a.m., uh, big 9-11 uh, show. They've got a lot of guests that are going to be on. Veronica, what uh, what is going on with the show tomorrow? Well, you know, the thing is, if you've never heard Don's story, you want to hear Don's story because his brother, Adam, you've been talking about it. He was a banker. He was killed on 9-11. And, you know, I've talked to, to Don about his brother before and what happened and their last conversation, and it's riveting. And then we're, we're so we're going to learn about Don's story, and he's a continue. He continues to fight the terrorists. You know that we have thirty nine in Gitmo, and now we see four are part of that were released are part of the Taliban government. So we'll talk about that. But we also have I'm super excited about this guest, Major General Larry Arnold, and he was the first Air Force commander in charge of all of the airspace on nine eleven. So that day, you know, he can launch fighter jets to take out aircraft and and things like that. And so we'll get to hear what he was seeing that day because, you know, all the airplanes were grounded and it was just an incredible day. And then um, Don has invited one of his friends who was a fireman that was actually, they call it the pile, at the pile on 9-11. So it's just going to be, you know, put your seatbelt on and you're going to have an up-close look at what 9-11 was like. Um, so where were you, Brian, on 9-11? Um, you know what? Actually, I uh, I was in Mobile, Alabama. I was working for some radio stations there. I did the uh, the night show on one, and I was the program director for the news talk station on the other. Um, and I had I was actually in bed sleeping, and my girlfriend so at was the, I. <laughs> my girlfriend at the time called, uh, and and she woke me up, and I was always kind of playing jokes on her, um, and she uh, she called me up, and she was all like frantic. And she's like, oh, my God, we're under attack. And I'm like, what? And, uh, you know, she told me, she's like, turn the TV on. Uh, and this was like moments after the first plane had hit the, uh, the World Trade Center. And uh, that, was, that was where I was. So I ended up getting up um, and uh, watched TV for a few minutes before the, uh, the big boss at the radio station called me and said, get your butt in here now. And he said, don't shower, yeah. don't whatever, whatever you're wearing, get in here now. Um, and that's, that's where I ended up spending for the rest of the day as we did wall-to-wall coverage 
uh, of it all day long. So that's 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 where I was. And you know, well, so many we, people. We all remember. have our personal story, and you know, it'll be so interesting to hear caller stories too. You know, I was living in Las Vegas and I was in bed that morning, not working, and um, I got the call saying turn the TV on. You know, and my brother-in-law flies for United, and I have lots of. Uh, former fighter pilot friends that were all flying for those airlines. And, you know, I remember I called my one friend and to check on where her husband was. He flew for United. And she said that they had a hundred messages on their answering machine checking in on her husband, you know, because we just didn't know where everybody was. Right. <laughs> and it was so, so scary. But, um, yeah, so I'm bringing my box of Kleenex, but, you know, we'll remember Adam and it'll be happy to remember because he apparently was an amazing singer and you know so and don continues to fight that fight because we still have terrorists down in gitmo 20 years later accountable yeah it's ridiculous my daughter is 20 so she was a baby when this happened and 20 years later no accountability and we let them loose and now they're part of the taliban new government so it's just crazy it's crazy but um, I'm excited to to hear these people's stories because, you know, united we stand and we never forget and we don't want to forget 9-11. And, you know, listening this week to to, to people talking, it's really not taught in schools. It's like, oh, we're no. going to take a, you know, five-minute remembrance or it, nobody talks about the terrorism that, that came and how our country was attacked and 3,000 people were killed. Well, the education so, department uh, doesn't, uh, they, don't, they don't teach a lot of things. I'm sure they don't teach a lot about uh, that particular day in, uh, in Pearl Harbor either. So, you know, that's, no, there, there's a no. lot of problems with that. And that's why we have to make sure that we, we push the message and, uh, and, and keep that going uh, because we, well, we can't and, forget. Well, and to think that, you know, Don was invited to go to New York. He, you know, he talked last night. He was the Wounded Warrior speaker, so we'll talk to him about that, you know, to think that tomorrow Don is giving back to our region and going to talk 9-11 where he could be anywhere else. And he's constantly on Fox News, you know, taking the terrorists to, to, to task. But I'm, I'm honored to be with him tomorrow. I just hope, you know, I'm going to have my waterproof mascara on because it still hurts and it yeah. still stings. And we well, love Don and you know, like so many I, of these families. Like I said earlier this week, so and, and I said it again, even with uh, General McQueen, you know, it, it's not uh, just the 3,000 people that whose lives were lost during that. It is the 3,000 families, the children born since, the military members that oh have protected God, the country yeah. since. I mean, it, you're, you're talking into the tens of thousands of people just in that, let alone the millions of people uh, in the Middle East here whose lives have all been affected uh, from that one morning. So it's got some broad well, range. And it changed our lifestyle forever. That getting on an airplane. Know. You know, it, it's impacted us for 20 years. Yep. And we cannot forget. And that is we true. still have, you know, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed still down there. And we still have terrorists that were part of this that we have not handled yet. So tomorrow so morning, I, I just don't know when we're going to handle them. And uh, you know, no, no. all this this past not, not with this and president, that's for sure. guests on. Yeah. Well, tomorrow morning, and eight a.m. They're, they're frustrated. Eight to eleven a.m. tomorrow morning, Don and Veronica live the big special nine uh, eleven uh, show. 
Uh, it'll be a good show. Make sure you tune in and check that out. Veronica, we got to take a break. Thanks for the check-in on that. I'll talk with you later on. Have a great weekend. You can come on my boat on Shell Island Saturday. We'll invite you after the show. Uh, oh, <laughs> finally I'm getting an invite. Okay. All right. We'll see. Yeah, you're getting an invite. All right. We'll do Shell Island. <laughs> okay. Good deal. I'll talk with you later on. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. Good morning, America. Let's see if we can offend some liberals. The Brian Ross Morning Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. It is about time for us to say, I got to go. Brian Kilmeade is up after the top of the hour. Don't forget tomorrow, uh, the big memorial that is going on in downtown Panama City at the City Hall. 845 is when it kicks off. Uh, Make sure you head out and check that out. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget that you can podcast the show. It is available for you shortly after the show. Any one of your favorite podcasting services, just go pick your favorite and there it is. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Brian Ruster show. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. W-Y-O-O Springfield. Serving Tyndall, Callaway, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101, Panama City's information station.